45. Looks like Tom Duncan. <laughs> Sounds like. Must be a duck. <laughs> The bunny ears are back. <laughs> back for another episode of the Lab Blended Meat Podcast. And normally I say like these episodes are pretty exciting or pretty amazing. I got an amazing lineup. But this one I think is going to be interesting. That's the best word I could come up with is fascinating and interesting. Insightful. Insightful. Can we go with insightful? All right. I'm hearing kind of an echo, but we'll deal with that. Once again, I know John's not here, so I got to deal with all the board here. So, guys, what we're doing today is a two-way street kind of conversation about coaching, right? Uh, so I brought on a guys that uh, I've been coaching for the last couple of months, I guess, right? Kim, I maybe longer? A year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of guys a little bit longer than a few months. Feels like a few months. I don't know why my head is always like that. So we have Kim Clancy from Mindful Mortgage. We got Sean Weeks from Insight Mortgage, and then we got Byron Thomas, and I forgot the name, Clear Choice? Clear Choice? Clear Choice. Yeah, Mark. it's Clear oh. Choice. Look at that, man. No notes. No notes. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good already. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to dive into this stuff. So, listen, I want to do a little bit of background real quick. My, my thing with coaching is this, and this really hit me several years ago, right? When I realized, like, these great – and I'm a huge football nut, right? So like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, uh, Jerry Rice, you name it, all had coaches throughout their entire career. It wasn't like they graduated college, got in the pros that I don't need a coach anymore. They continue with the coaching. So sometimes it might be just that one extra step, you know what I mean, that could cause the difference between a, 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 a you know, a touchdown and, and a turnover. Uh, and a coach can kind of point that out. And it, when, when that dawned on me, it was like really crazy. Like I was like, well, why don't I have a coach? At that point, I've been in the business almost 20 some odd years. And while I had done different stuff with Tony Robbins, I'd done other stuff like this. I never really took it on a mortgage coach to kind of up my game. And that's when I started getting into really coaching and, and, and diving into being coached, uh, which then led me into becoming a coach myself. You know what I mean? Uh, it was something that, that, Christine and I talked about, and then we kind of walk, walked into that. So that's why I really want to kind of talk to you guys about, you know, the importance of coaching in your lives, the impacts is ha- the impact that it's had. You know what I mean? And obviously, you guys are still doing it, so there must be a reason. So you guys are getting some kind of benefit, I'm imagining. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you know, waste your money. So you know, I'm just gonna start off with, you. I mean, what is the importance? I guess. Did you guys hear something in there? Is that me? Yeah, no, I hear it. Okay, I, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry, guys. I want to try to fix it on the board here. Maybe it could be me, so I'm not sure. Because once again, my producer is not here today. Hopefully, that's a little better. Okay, so is that you, Byron? Are you doing it out, out there in Seattle to me? No, I, I just closed my window, man. I'm trying to make sure it's not me making the noise. All right, good. Oh, uh, this is the part of being a live broadcast. You, you we don't edit anything out. Everything goes back in, right all like this. That's it, man. Nice. One take. This is gonna get interesting. Oh yeah, you drop the f bomb, it stays in here forever. <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> so Kim, I want to come back to you now. Is there a, a significance? Is there importance of coaching that that allured you, attracted you, has kept you? So, 
Yes, to all of it. I'll tell you what, for 2020 vision, the reason that I love that style coaching is because I like that they have so many different coaches. And so people specialize in different things. So, you know, when, I don't know, maybe 15, 10, 15 years ago, probably 15 now, the company I was working at really pushed the core. And so, you know, we did the, I did the core for a while. I knew that the core was not my style, but it's hard to refute their production levels. I mean, you know, they have people that, I mean, they're the top, they're the top in the industry, but I just wasn't my style and I'm just not as methodical. So, you know, I've had different coaches throughout being a loan officer. And then when I found Christine, that was the thing that I really liked was, you know, that now you and I have been coaching together for a year, honestly, because you, you encompass the different things, right? So like you and I were able to connect on a level that was personal. Sorry, the attention deficit. It is hard to hear because yeah, the now, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we were able to connect on the personal, but then also like the spiritual level, but then also the business level. And so I think that that is why I stay is because, um, you need different things in, in different times, you know, one month you might need this six months later, you might need something else. Um, and that's why I stay with 2020 is because I think that that at least offers that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, let's move on to you. I mean, what's like, I mean, did you do coaching before you joined 2020 or is this the first go around? This is the first go around. Um, you know, I, um, you know, we, we, we had talked many times before you became a coach too, Bobby, and you were in some of those classes as well. And, you know, I just kind of had a total turnaround with my business instead of treating it like a hobby. I decided to start treating it like a business. And in, in 2020, when COVID happened and I started doing the miracle morning and then I realized that somebody mentioned to me about, you know, uh, uh, different things and coaching. And then I went on some different Facebook uh, sites, saw, uh, everybody kept talking about Christine, Christine, you know, 2020. And so I, I thought, well, you know, maybe that's where I need, need some direction. I've been doing this for 20 years, but, uh, I'm, I, I just kind of going through the motions and, um, I, I kind of echo a lot of the same things that Kim said, you know, it's like, it's like you come in, that's me and I'll close that real quick. Sorry about that. So, um, that, you know, I need help with like one of the questions they asked me, Sean, what's your, what, what's something you fear? I said that they're going to ask me for a flyer, an open house flyer. It's going to take me two days and it's going to look like crap, you know, and that's where, you know, I, we're, we're working now on my website and change the LOS system, change the CRM, and then just being in the different rooms. You know, if you want to talk about business or sales or, uh, you know, on my side, it's the broker side. If there's lenders, they have the lender side, you know, the master's classes. And, and then, you know, now they've added uh, some of the hammer stuff with, uh, mm. with understanding that. So they're always kind of changing it up and they're always, uh, you know, they have the first shares with the realtors and things that would take my time to do. They have the assistance and the knowledge to do it. And then, you know, sometimes you get in your own way and and, and you they have P 
people that are almost like a psych psychologist that you can talk yeah. to. Uh, so it's not just, you know, if you want to learn how to execute certain things or you need help with the website or talk to someone that used to be a realtor and understand that mindset better. That yeah. That's where I really benefit. So, I mean, Brian, can you give me some like feedback that you've gotten? <laughs> Is that, does somebody have something on, turned on other than this podcast? Okay, so something's echoing, and I'm so sorry about this. That was wild. It's like somebody's coming in on it or something. Yeah, it's weird, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to see if we can't edit that part out. <laughs> All right. Um, Byron, come back to you real quick. So have you been able to incorporate feedback that either myself or some other coach gave you and you incorporated and also you saw results negative or positive? Uh, yeah, I, so, I mean, we talk once a month at, on a minimum and some of the stuff that like you and Bill have prompted me to do has absolutely made me better. As long as I have the discipline to implement those changes, I can pivot on anything. And if it's working, I'll keep doing it. Like, I guess give me an example if you can. Like, what has been some feedback that you got that you said, oh, okay, I can do that? Right. So you asked me about saying something super personal this morning. And I really, we talked about it about a month ago. And I absolutely um, executed that this morning on my IG in a not the way I had planned on it, but I put it out there anyway. Mm -hmm. And that, that post is working right now. I'm getting hits on it, I'm getting interaction. And it's on a human level, not because I sell mortgages or I'm a veteran, whatever. Yeah. And like Bill is dropped. Bill leaves you with these lines. Like if somebody was in your circle, who could I help today? You know, like that's his thing. Every time you talk to Bill, he's you got to ask for the referrals. You got to ask for that. That has absolutely worked for me yeah. every time. And I say it different, you know, whatever, but it's on my board. So I see it every day and I can adapt it to the conversation to make it work. Kim, has there ever been a suggestion that you didn't want to take? Did not? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's part. I mean, I could I could think of some, but that's also part of coaching is to get you out of what you're comfortable doing to do something else. So if if there was not something you told me to do or another coach told me to do that, I was like, oh, hell, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be growing. So, I mean, did you resist the, the, the suggestion at first? Yes. <laughs> did you, and how long did it take you to execute it then? Probably the second time that you asked me if I did it and I had to say no. All right. So like almost like a month. Yeah. Wow. Now, when you finally executed, did you get the result that, that you that you had not expected then or? I think that what ends up happening is it's not so much an A plus B equals C as okay. it is like, oh, this wasn't as difficult as I had it in my mind to be. And that's the breakthrough is that, you know, you can tell me to post the A, B and C. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. It sounds like the same thing that Byron's talking about. Like, I don't want to go there. And then, you know, I, I say like, no, 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 no. And then the next time we talk, you're like, did you do it? And I don't want to have to tell you no. Mm -hmm. So either I'm going to do it in that first 30 days or you're only going to ask me a second time and then I'm going to do it. But what happens is that I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And so then it's just one more tool that I can implement. Yeah. You said something really interesting that 
coaches are kind of pushing you out of your comfort zone, right? I think all three of you, I know from my own personal experience, we've we've pushed, you know, I mean, you guys out of your own comfort zones. But I don't think you guys understand sometimes when I'm pushing you guys out of your comfort zone, I'm actually pushing myself out of my comfort zone to push you. Because my comfort zone is more of a kind of like, well, if they want to fail, let them fail. You know what I mean? I don't want to push uh. people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like if I have to push somebody, then I don't, like, why do I need to do this? Like, you're a grown man or a woman, and you should be able to just push your own self. You know what I mean? And and why do I, if I give you a game plan, just do it. Uh, <laughs> when I'm pushing people out of their comfort zone, I'm actually going out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Oh yes, why don't we just do it? Everything yeah. that you tell us to do right away. Right, because that's and that's we wouldn't need you. Right, I mean that's like, like I don't know. That's just my mindset is like I, that's just the way I'm, I don't know what it is, and, it, and so I've had to work on my mindset as a coach. So that's why you know when I was really putting this thing together, I was like, this is really a two-way street because these guys have helped me in exploring different things that I'm capable of doing that I didn't know I was able to do. You know what I mean? Because I've been a manager for years. And I've, you know, managed and trained and coached, you know, guys that work for me, but I didn't go out. Once again, if you didn't do it, I didn't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't get paid. Right. But then with a coach, it was, I felt like more of a commitment to you guys to get you guys to wherever you guys were trying to get to. So Sean, let, I want to come back to you because I think we, we can kind of dive into this a little bit. You and I kind of, I pushed you in a way that I do with my guys. The the way I treated you, Sean, when we first looked at your, and I want to go in deep, right? The way when I looked at your website, right? And that reaction that you got from me, that was like Fabi, like absolutely no, no filters. <laughs> yes. right? And I think you were, I saw the look on your face when I was kind of going through it. I was like, I can't stop now. I've already, I've already kind of dived into this water. So I got to keep swimming until I get to shore, but you handled that well. So what what it was was I was critiquing his website and critiquing such a nice way to put what I did to that poor guy that day, right? Yeah, um, you basically said your website sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't, say, you didn't say the website sucked, but it was the message. And, you know, I, my colors were like black and maroon, but I wanted to I, I love blue and orange and that was my new logo. And so these colors of the background that I had going with the, the posts and the message, they weren't going together at all. And so it wasn't appealing to look at my website, that for one, and then two, some of the messages. But, you know, the truth was, is I knew you were right because I pay a company and I did a plug and play and I set that up a year and a half, two years ago. And I don't even know if I had looked at it since, mm, yeah. you know, to do updates. And those are just things that we tend to forget about. So does that technique of a coaching style, the way we applied it to your website, does that technique work on you on, on everything or just in that particular situation because you knew that you had to do something to the website? It works on me in a lot of situations like that because I know I'm coming to you because I know I need help in certain areas and I know what my weaknesses are. Okay. Um, and you also, Fabi, for your credit, you say – when we were doing my logo design. Now tell me if this isn't you. And you and we did a breakdown of, okay, what do you value the most? What are your four top things? What is your, you, you know, your why? And you asked for the picture and then you said, okay, now tell me if something's not right here. If I'm, if, if, cause you will do that. You will start with the idea and then you'll say, okay, but if you don't like something, speak up. 
yeah, you know, which we should know to do, like you said already, we're all adults, but sometimes it's like, wow, the magic's happening and somebody's doing something we don't know. And then we get a product we don't like at the end. So but, if some coach had been not as forefront with you and said, and just kind of let you decide on how you wanted the website, that might not have been as effective then. Okay. All right. I yeah. think we lost you, by the way, for a second. I think you, you, you froze there for a second with the. No, I said that. Yikes. This is a technically challenged episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are. Well, we are, I think we're all just technically challenged to begin with. So I'll <laughs> just go with yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's kind of like, uh, okay, Sean, well, when you come back, we'll finish that thought up. How's that? <laughs> but in the meantime, let's go to Byron. And uh, I want to kind of dive into you, Byron, because you had a very interesting background. What is going on, man? It's, it's my, like. You just froze, or you just muted. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Is it weird? Because every time I unmute it, you complain about whatever. Yeah. So, okay. So now we found the source. Got it. Yeah, I, it's my fault. <laughs> I blame my terrible internet. No, I was. I just. Poor Sean is stuck. Is stuck there. Poor Sean. Yeah, the Byron can't speak because he got some kind of weird. All right. Is this that Seattle internet that you guys are so known for? Because you guys are the high tech capital of the world. It's not Seattle internet. If it was okay. Seattle internet, it'd be much better. All this right. is this is Mick Wi-Fi. All right. So let me ask you a question, Byron. I want to I want to see if we can't just pass this thing together, right? The relationship that you and I formed, we formed it pretty quickly. I noticed that, by the way. It was it, it didn't take us like a couple of sessions. I think in the first session we started bonding, maybe because we had seen each other around in the rooms. I'm not sure. Uh, but there was like this instant, like I know this guy. I, that's the feeling I got with you. You know what I mean? Like, right. I know this guy. I know what he's doing. I know how to tap into him. Did you feel that same connection or was it just me feeling that kind of connection? No, it was it it was definitely mutual. Like I could see where you wanted me to go and I'm I want to go there too, so it makes getting there easier. Yeah, now you have a very interesting background cuz you came from the military, right? Um you you've had some some experiences in the military that were that were obviously, you know, key in in the way you you, you're kind of like assimilating life outside the military right yeah um and we were just talking about that last week about how you can use some of the things you learned in the military and you can bring them into your work life absolutely which i don't think you ever saw before until we were were having that conversation in the master's class last week yeah well yeah i i mean i know i do a lot of things in mortgage like the army man i was an nco my job was to take care and train soldiers and educating clients and helping them be not necessarily better clients but teaching them about their va benefits are right like that's what i failed at in the army so like if I can do it as a civilian and be happier, I will absolutely do it all day long. Now, when you said you failed at that, what does that mean? I mean, because well, you said that last week and I couldn't dive into it because it was a master session, so I wasn't coaching you. So but it really got me off guard when you said I failed my guys by not explaining the VA benefits to them. I had no clue. My job was to, like, I was in the infantry. I didn't care about VA loans or <laughs> whatever. I just wanted to survive my next deployment. Like, 
that was my cycle is train up, deploy, deal with terrible, and then come back and get new guys and train up and go again. In that process, I never thought I was going to live to see me buy a home, you know, mm -hmm. like enough explosions. One day your number is going to get punched. And I it just wasn't on my radar. That's what I mean. I failed my guys. Mm -hmm. I didn't teach any of them anything about it. I had no clue. All I wanted them to do was survive first. Got it. Kim, let me switch the conversation a little bit to you. Do you think respecting your coach is critical or do you think you can be coached without respecting the coach? 100% critical. Okay. So when you're respecting the coach, I mean, and it's reciprocated, obviously, right? Does that like, make, does, yeah, it is. Trust me. At least for me, I don't know if I can't speak on the other coaches, right? But when you are feeling that respect and you're feeling that connection, does that make the, the subject a little bit easier to digest? Does it make it more palatable? I mean, it makes it, yes, it makes it easier because I trust you and I don't think that you are out and, and you know me very well now. I mean, we've been working together a long time. You know me really well. And so I don't think that you are set out to have any ill intent. And so I trust that. And, you know, like occasionally Christine will call me just to like just to connect or whatever. And I mean, you and her are completely different, which actually your personalities are similar. But the way you coach is totally different. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I think that like if I didn't admire both of you and trust in both of you and your work, right, like your your actual business mind then, you know, I would probably not take it as seriously because it's like, you know, it, I mean, it's like anybody, like if you're, you know, if you look at Elon Musk as like the entrepreneur of science, right? Like if he tells you to do something that then you're going to listen to it. If it's yeah. somebody that's like your second grade science teacher, you know what I mean? Like you might not actually feel that, they understand. I also think having you in the business is critical. Hmm. And I think that um, that is what not only separates you, because not all of Christine's coaches are loan officers or originating or, you know, in the in the trenches with us. Yeah. And I think that that is definitely what separates you. But her group in general, because, you know, like when you, when, you know, when I was in retail and I had managers that like hadn't originated in 10 years, like, don't tell me just to go and, oh, it's not about the rate, sell this, you know, and you're just like, well, you do it, you yeah. know, but I think that it's like, there's nothing that you say to me that I don't think that you would do yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that is a huge part where Sean, are you able to speak now? I'm not sure. You know, I was able to hear and see you guys the whole time, but Kim had to tell me I was frozen. Like, yeah, you, I'm still, I was still moving. Wow. Wow. So. Isn't that amazing? So that's just like coaching. You know what I mean? Like someone has to tell us that, hey, you're frozen. You got to get unstuck. <laughs> right. Um, so in your style, of, I mean, in, in your, in your, in your back to you now, when we were, co when I was, I have been coaching you and we're working on your website, we're working on your logo, right? Obviously you're drawing from my, almost 30 years of mortgage experience to kind of put together a brand for your company. Right. Is that where the trust came in? Because we're talking about trust now and trusting the coach, right? That you kind of saw what I had done and you felt comfortable with it or you just said, okay, well, this is better than what I, I got. I mean, which one is it? <laughs> it, it? 
it's part of that thing, no like and trust, right? We, we talk about a lot. I knew you, I liked you, and then I trusted you based off of what Kim said, your expertise and your experience. You know, sometimes we coach with people and you don't gel, you don't, you know, and that's why it's kind of cool what Christine does with 2020 is has, I don't know how many now, 15 or 20 different coaches. But, you know, sometimes I, I don't gel with someone and I have that one session. But no, I, it was it, it comes out of the like, the trust, the respect. And then, you know, knowing that you're you're trying to help me and then I just have to put my faith in you. And, you know, look at what my original logo was going to be. And I had it all worked out and I thought it was great. And my wife said it was awesome. And you said, does this really fit your, you and your business? And and change the whole whole mindset. And my logos are night and day different, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So it had a lot to do with the, the, the trusting and, and the knowing you know, and the respecting. Yeah, I didn't know I was trumping your wife. I might have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> that was a great logo, Sean. I love it. Ah, that's awesome. Go for it, big boy. <laughs> but everybody has loved the logo, and it was different than what my mind said I needed. Um, but it made a lot of sense once we talked about it and once we did it. And, you know, I put in a lot of time for the one that wasn't right, and you and I popped that other one out. In, in, in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So Byron, I mean, when you don't gel with a coach, have you had that experience at not gelling with a coach? Cause you seem like you gel with everybody. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I can grow with anybody and take it. However it is. I kind of stick with who, who I really like coaching with though. Like I coach with you and I coach with Bill because I still feel like I'm the new guy in the room. I'm, mm -hmm. I've been doing mortgages for like, I don't know, four or five years now. And I'm not the new guy at my company, but I absolutely approach it like that every time. Kim, I mean, is there a coach, I mean, without naming names, obviously, I don't want to get into this, like that you didn't gel with that. You're like, hey, I did one session. Because I know when I was coached, when I was being coached, and I'm still being coached, but I definitely talked to like, you know, an individual one time and it was like, okay, good. Okay. Have a great uh -huh. time. Talk later. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> was no like follow-up or desire to go back yeah i think that um for me too it's like um not i'm i'm high energy right mm -hmm. so it's like i need somebody that um actually is also a little bit high energy right as weird as that sounds but like with you it's like you do know how to keep me focused but like i've had coaches all around, not just in 2020, but just all around that. It was like, I was falling asleep on the call or, you know what I mean? Or just like, Oh my God, the person just talked about themselves the whole time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I'm getting. So I know that there are certain personalities that I'm not going to gel with. And I, I, I know that pretty quickly. Yeah. So I think, I think what we're getting to is look, I mean, personalities are, I mean, birds of a feather flock together, right? And we all rise to our own, like we kind of create our tribe. I know we keep, use that word in social media a lot, right? But it's the same in coaching. We're comfort, comfort levels, but at the same time, the comfort level is around people that we know we can trust that are going to push us outside our comfort levels, right? So for me, I mean, I don't mind ever saying this publicly. I love working with Michael David Chapman. To me, is like like the guy just, I mean, he saved me. Oh. <laughs> 
his face. I've said it publicly. It was the lowest, lowest point of my entire mortgage history career. And the guy basically just pulled me out of the, the deepest, darkest area I'd ever been in. Uh, and he did it like this. You know what I mean? And it was crazy what happened. It was like a total 180 turnaround in my life. Uh, so we actually started a podcast, him and I, and we talk about whatever I'm dealing with. And then I get this one-on-one session with Michael and I'm, you know, now we're, we're recording those sessions, which by the way, kind of led to this set, this whole thing that we're doing now. Right. So I go, okay, let's turn the tables and see how my students react to how I coach. Right. Um, so Sean, I love to hear some like successful, like, I know we talk about your website and your logo, but beyond the, 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 that's, that's the external stuff. Right. I mean, cause I try to, I, as I try to go, I've branded my coaching called beyond the numbers. Right. Like, I want to go inside you. I want to know what's what's ticking. Like, when we talked about your logo even, I was like, Sean, you know, is this really who you are, yeah. right? Does this color represent where you want to be? Is this is this where is this the image that you want to represent? Because it's, it's a representation of you that is now going to be forever instilled. Mm-hmm. So even in the logo, I'm trying to capture some of your essence. Right. So it... I guess the coin, is that a success in your life going, I mean, other than the logos and the website, where else have you been able to be touched by a coach that pushed you outside your comfort zone? And you're like, Oh my God, I love this. Well, what I had to do and what the way my life is, is I've told people won't work for everyone. I have to be very structured. Uh, It's just my wife and I here in El Paso, my, her family's in Panama. My dad's 800 miles away. We got to have our stuff figured out. And, you know, I got a 14 year old that, plays a lot of soccer and, uh, um, you know, 20 year old too now that's trying to find his way. And I, I, I just have to be very structured and very, you know, I, I, I love helping people. Um, some, some of the things I think you were kind of going towards though, is like what has been besides the logos and, and things was, you know, uh, through the coaching, I found an accountability group. And Ross and Andrew and I meet every Monday at one o'clock my time. It's mm. two o'clock theirs. And we go over, you know, two or three goals for the week. Some of them are personal, like working out or reading or whatever. And then some of them, you know, want to get the mortgage call report done or we need to get our <laughs> whatever the case may be. So that has really helped. But another thing is, and you were in the class uh, last week with Mo when she said some really nice things about me. And, you know, I, I just really try to help people. I think the community, because when you're a one man shop, I'm sitting here in an office mm. and I have a window that I can look out and see if the wind is blowing and I have no other communication with anyone. And it's it's the community. And then also, you know, one of the things and this is something that you did with me a, a while back. And then we started coaching again with the website and things was I'll help everyone. But it was hard for me to take compliments. And uh, you, you taught me, you told me that what, what is a compliment? It's a gift. And what do you say when you get a gift? Thank you. And that's all you have to do. You know, I always like, uh, you know, cringe when somebody would say something positive and like, how do I react? Because that's not really why I'm doing it to, to be, you know, noticed. And I'd rather just do it from the shadows. right? But, you know, and, and it was it was it's kind of nice the way my mind has changed. Yeah, yeah. Byron, I mean, is there anything that you do mentally to get ready for a coaching session? I mean, I don't know if that's a, it's even a thing. Like, you know, you're going to talk to me at a certain point in time, whatever. Like, I try to do what you ask me to get done. You know, <laughs> like that's a thing. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, I I understand that I'm the new guy and I can learn from everybody in front of me. And you guys have done the stuff that I want to do. So showing up with a blank slate ready to learn is kind of easy, at least for me. Okay. I mean, that, that that's a great point, though, I mean, because a lot of times we don't have that blank slate, right? I mean, Kim, I mean, you, you know that, right? I mean, we kind of come in and we're like, okay, let's see what this guy can do for us. Is that a good way to say it, Kim? I think so. Yeah. I think that um, for me and you, you know, on number uh, our first time that we talked, you were like, I want to know your core values. And so what was awesome about that, I don't know if you do that with everybody, um, but I thought that that's why I stayed with you. Honestly, that was the reason because I, I mean, my company is Mindful Mortgage, right? Like Mm -hmm. I come at things a little bit differently. I've been at the top of my game, right? I've been number one in my company, like all of those things. But I'm also in a point in my life where my world is also changing a lot. And so you were like, okay, you know, look, it's, and I really believe that you were like, Kim, it's not all about the numbers. Like we Mm -hmm. need to get your mind back to where you're the strongest and everything else will fall into place. And, you know, the best thing you know, I was really, I was going through a lot of stuff um, when my friend passed away in October and it was, I mean, very, very difficult, continues to be very, very difficult. And I remember I talked to you in the beginning of December and I was like, I just, I can't do this. Like I'm sad. And you were like, I think you should take December off. I think you should not worry about your business. And I think that you should worry about your heart. And I was like, uh, because that's not what we think coaches say. And but it was what I needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so I really value that with you, that it's I really do think you don't come at exactly the numbers. You come at me as a person and making me as a person whole. And that will just come through in business. Yeah, I think I think that's been a, a, a thing that I've tried to really emphasize. I mean, me and Ray Beavers have had amazing conversations around that also. I love Ray to pieces, you know what I mean? Um, and, and we talk about that all the time. Like when I got in the business, or not the business, but in the sales business, right? It was 1987, spring of 87. I don't even know, Byron, were you even born then? I'm not even sure. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I, was I, I was there. Right, right. <laughs> So, I mean, in 87, I mean, all they did was they threw us in a room and they told us, if you make 20 phone calls, you'll make two appointments out of two appointments. If you keep doing that, you'll get two applications. You know what I mean? Something like that. Was, that was it. And so that entire formula stayed in my head from like 87 till well into like 2018, 2017. And then one day I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> Like, like this can't go on, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be something beyond this. Like, we, what am I doing? Like, this is just, you know what I mean? Like, this, there's nothing exciting about this. There's nothing holistic. There, I'm not, not moving the needle forward. Uh, and, and to me, I think as, as, as students of anything, we've got to be always moving the needle forward. I mean, and, you know, coming back to Sean real quick, um, I think you saw some really great improvements when we were, when even when we just talked at one time, mm-hmm. when I wasn't coaching, but I knew there was a class you and I were both in, and I called you up and I said, how can I help you? Because I heard you say something, or I, I said something, and I wanted to make sure you weren't affected by what I said, I believe, is what the actual content I remember that, yeah. Yeah. And so, and, I, and, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, and, and that's kind of what happens in this community. 
you know, and I mentioned this before in, in, uh, in a class Byron and I were in last week. It's like there was a lady and she was having some troubles and thinking she wasn't doing well. And yeah, you know, uh, she, she might have had a rough spot, but that, that person could reach out to me, you, Byron, Kim, whomever in that class. And that's kind of how it's worked out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, I, I met up with Mo Hernandez when we were going through Tucson and had, had my wife and I had breakfast with her and that's the community part of this. And, mm. you know, uh, uh, another gentleman reached out to me and he's thinking about going, you know, he's in the retail and he's thinking about going broker and he wanted to pick my brain on some stuff or, you know, or certain lenders or whatever the case may be. And re- really what I like to help people with is time management because that's where I think I'm pretty strong, mm. you know? And so sometimes people reach out to me about, about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's always interesting to me because I saw the football guy. I mean, Andy Reid behind you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, imagine a coach like a football coach. Right. He loses the game and he's at the press conference and the press saying, why didn't you execute your game plan? He goes, well, I didn't have a game plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were just like going to come out to the field. I was going to see what, you know, Kansas City Chiefs were going to do. And I was going to adjust my players accordingly. I mean, how long would that coach last, man? And that's how they not did it before Andy the, Yeah, not even through the press conference, I right? don't think. And so yeah. I'm thinking to myself, loan officers, we don't have a game plan. There's no game plan. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no like, I'm going to wake up, like Sean was saying, time management, time blocking, whatever you want to call that, right? And I'm going to do A, B, and C on Monday. I'm going to do B, C, and D on Tuesdays. And this is my, and now I might lose the game, but I lost the game with the game plan. And now I can make modifications to my game plan, right? And, and I don't see a lot of loan officers overwhelmingly, right? I mean, look, guys who are coached are still in the minority compared to the overwhelming majority that are not coached, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with the amount of pay we can get, we can make in the industry. You start making good money in this industry, you're like, well, I don't need a coach. I'm fine. I'm good. So, Byron, I'm going to pick on you because you're the new guy on, on the town, right? Like four or five years, I mean – have you been able to put together a game plan yet that you feel comfortable executing or are you still in the middle of, of planning out your game? No, I felt so I ended up like my girlfriend tells me it's easy because I'm military to find my niche. But like once I kind of sorted out the noise and really knew what I wanted to do, I jumped head in like head first. Like all I care about is VA loans. I'm a veteran. My people are veterans. I'm talking to a veteran every time I'm making a video or doing anything else. And none of the other shit matters. Like, yeah, I can do FHA and conventional. And I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So don't ask you any Freddie guidelines today? Or what? No, no, please. I can look them up, but I'm, it's not VA for me. So it's just not like where my passion's at. So what percentage of your game plan, I guess, is designed for veterans, 100% or 90%? I am 100% focused on veterans because wow. I, do, I do lots of other stuff, but I'm talking to my tribe. And if they want to jump on board and be part of this success train, then absolutely I'll knock out your FHA loan. I'll knock out your conventional loan, and I'll treat you just like you were a veteran. But I'm, I'm here to serve my people. Okay. Kim, how about you? I mean, you've been in the industry a while, almost as long as I have, I think. 
So I mean, no, I was barely born. Oh, you're barely sorry. Oh, yeah, barely born. <laughs> I like that. Barely born. I had two feet out. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, do you change your game plans? Obviously, game plans can't stay the same, right? Because I mean, just like in football, if the team is doing something, you got to make adjustments, right? I guess I don't know. I think my game plan has kind of been the same. Like the first half of my mortgage career, I was. Um, like doing internet leads. Like I worked in retail nationwide lending and we took lending tree. We were like number one on lending tree. And that was kind of it. So like I didn't, for the first 10 years, I didn't even have a database. I mean, that's how crazy, you know, thinking mm-hmm. back like, wow. And then I did change in like 2008, probably I was like maybe 2010. I was like, no, I remember and I've told you this probably before. This is like, I remember moving to Erie, Colorado, and we're a smaller town, and I said to my mom, I want to be in the post office, and I want people to stop me in the post office. It's been like, hey, Kim, my mom needs a loan. Like, I want to be in my community in that way, Hmm. and I have, and it happens, and I, like, started crying at the post office, like, oh, my God, it's finally paid off, but I haven't wavered for that, from that. Like, I... And the number one lender in Erie, Colorado, and it's because I base a lot of what I do, a lot of my money and my time and my energy goes towards my community. So I in terms of big game plan, no, I've I've stayed the same. So hold on. now, That's interesting because so Byron's game plan is focused on VA and your game plan is focused on Erie, Colorado. Well, community, yeah, community, community community based, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's still a game plan. Yeah. And you executed it. Yeah. Do you feel modifying game plans is okay? Um, I do. One of the things that has been really difficult for me in Erie is we, ha- like, we've tri- tripled in size, which sounds great, except for they're all big box le- um, builders like mm-hmm. Lennar and Richmond that I they won't let me work with them. So that part has kind of had a change a little bit, you know, and um, to to counteract them. But I and I but I yes, of course, you know, I mean, if VA changes something that makes it really tough for somebody to get a loan, of course, Byron's going to change from what Mm -hmm. he's doing. I mean, they're not going to do that. But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yes, you always have to be flexible. But I think that if you do focus on something then you do become the expert yeah yeah so sean i mean i'm gonna switch to you now in el paso texas i mean this is something that we actually talked about like how you wanted to be like a lender for el paso texas and and the whole thing was was more community-based and and that have you been able to accomplish that i've been working on that you know and letting more people know who i am and so my my posts have been more about my family my biking the things that i enjoy so that I can work with, you know, people that that are similar to me. But it's like with the website, you know, we put a little bit more of El Paso flair in, in it. Uh, there, there is a, a Fort Bliss here, so there's a, a large military uh, group of people, whether retired or active. And yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the excuses could be, okay, I don't speak Spanish, and I'm not, you know, I'm I'm of the the uh, 20% of people non-Hispanic here, and. I could I could focus on the issues or I could uh, focus on the positives. And so, you know, um, I have my tribe, you know, I have my mountain biking group. I have yeah. 
the group that follows the soccer and and the family and the stuff that I like to do, the outdoors and the nature. And so that is that is kind of my tribe. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we're going to start wrapping this up, but I want to ask one last question of all of you guys, right? So it doesn't, I'm sorry, it's just going to come out like this. How, this is going to be the final question. So no more after this, okay? So how do you see your coaching moving forward, right? We've talked about the past. We've talked about the present, right? How do you see, like, where do you see coaching? I mean, is this something that you're going to, like, once I do X amount of volume, you know what I mean? Once I hit this state of peace of mind in my mind, I don't need a coach any. Is there a timeline where where you see yourself like not needing a coach anymore, Byron? No, I'm I'm all the greatest fighters have always had cornermen, and I don't see me ever not needing a cornerman. And I don't ever want to stop growing. There's always going to be another challenge. There's going to be another fight or mountain to climb or whatever. So I don't. Having somebody supporting me getting there, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Sean, what about you, buddy? I, I agree. I I mean, just b- before we started, Kim was asking me about different lenders, and we we're talking about things. There's there's always there's there's changes. There's always going. There's not always going to be a COVID, right? But hopefully, you no. Know, you, you got COVID. How are we dealing with that? You got everybody shifting to e-sign. How are you dealing with that? You got the increase of credit reports and the fees. How are you dealing with that? Now, I know some people that have left 2020 and and then not coached and they're not doing well. And mm-hmm. I know other people that have left and they found some other coaches and they're still doing well. Because like you said, Byron said, you still need to have someone in your corner. Right. So, um, you, you know, it's easy to say, well, I've been doing this for two years. I've been doing this for three years. I don't need a coach anymore. No, I probably needed a coach a long time ago. And, yeah. I should, and, I, and I wish I had found something like this sooner. So, Kim, I gave you enough time to come up with a good answer now. See, I waited for the end for you. Thank you. I so appreciate it. <laughs> um, well, I just am going to mimic what everybody's saying. I don't think I'll ever stop coaching. Even if I retire in this business, there's still things like I'll still want to have a meditation coach or a yoga coach. Like, you know, I don't think that coaching is just for business. Yeah. I think it's for your life. Yeah, you bring up such a great point because. My, my producer, John Perry, always kind of jokes with me like he goes, you have a yoga coach, you have a meditation coach, you have a business coach, you have a life coach Then I have a spiritual guy that I talk with. Um, you know, what I mean, and all these guys are like put together. They create Fabi. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's like, you know, what I mean, Ray Beefus once said that we all know a little bit and then we share that knowledge with one another and we kind of get through this life together. Uh, and, and that seems to be kind of like the way it, it seems to be working, you know what I mean? So but, uh, I think we're going to end positively on that note. Guys, I want to thank you for taking the time out. I know you guys are all busy with your with your schedule, with your life, with everything. I know that business is picking up, right? Business is picking up, yes? Oh, Kim, come on, not me. Oh, God, we got to talk about that. All right, guys. <laughs> well, hang tight. We're going to do the exit, and we're out of here. Thank you so much. Thanks. 45, 45. Looks like Tom Duncan. <laughs> Sounds like. Must be a duck. The <laughs> girls are the best. <laughs> what? What? The bunny ears are back. Oh, shit. <laughs>